0: all right john this just in the yanks are pretty pretty good and the halos the halos are not we're gonna recap yesterday's game and then we're gonna discuss what the heck is the problem (laughs) and we'll also talk about that rumored trade between the angels and yanks from last year for aaron judge and if we would make that trade today you're locked on with mike and john and this is locked on angels
1: You are Locked on Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part
0: of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network. Your team
0: every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, please rate and review the pod. It helps people find Locked On Angels. And if you're watching on the video side, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Make the most of every moment with sparkling jewelry from Blue and Locked On Angels listeners get $50 off. A five hundred dollar purchase. Just use the code Locked On at checkout.
1: What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You got the Frisch Brothers, aka the Super Halo Bros, with you. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike.
0: And my name is Depressed Mike, and that's my brother John. Uh, well, if you're <laughs> depressed, then I uh, I'm hopeless. <laughs> Man, it's been frustrating, hasn't it, Mike?
1: I it, it's if it's not one thing then it's something else with this team. Yeah. If it's yeah. a bad start from our starting pitcher, it's that. Uh, the offense won't show up when the pitcher is actually good. And then if the starting pitching and the offense is good, the bullpen blows it late in the game. So if it's not one thing, yeah. it's another
0: with this team right. right now. And and I think that games like we saw last night, right? We lost 9-1. to Games like last night, they're going to happen. Sure. But it feels more frustrating because we have this losing streak and we've lost games that we should have won. Yeah. Like we should have won that Sunday game, yep. right? And there are other games that we should have won because we were leading in those yep. games. And so that's what's frustrating. So if this was a part of the season and maybe we had lost like two in a row or maybe we were three in a row, I think we would still have a a bit of hope, right? We wouldn't be as frustrated. Mm-hmm. But last night was just like the exclamation point at the end of this entire weekend series. And now we start this one with the Yanks and I frustrated is the best word I can come up with right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what kind of Thor we were going to get on the mound. I mentioned in yesterday's episode, I liked the matchup. I thought, yeah, running Syndergaard out there. I know it's his turn in the lineup or the rotation. I thought that that was a, a great matchup for us and did not expect him to have another Texas breakdown. Like he did against the Rangers two weeks ago, because Last week he was phenomenal. Right. So I don't, right. I'm not sure what happened. This was uh, this was his line last night: two and two thirds innings, seven hits, five earned runs, one walk, and this was the kicker: he only had one swing and miss the yeah. entire game, which the entire game it wasn't very long. It was two and two thirds. <laughs> but of all the yeah. pitches he threw, he had one swing and miss. So Joe Madden goes to the bullpen, and here I am thinking, oh great, he's already ready to burn through. The bullpen and the road trip is just getting started. However, he brought in Kenny Rosenberg. Yep. Who just got called up from AAA. Kenny. That guy. Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> five innings, five hits, four runs, five Ks. Yeah. And look, he already came in into a situation that was, felt unwinnable anyway. And for a while, he kept it close, right? And right. I, I understand it ended up being 9-1. to one. But there was a good stretch there where the Angels had the chance to score some runs and come back and perhaps kind of turn the tide of this game. Maybe Kenny wouldn't have been in there as long as as if they had taken the lead or at least tied it up or came within striking distance. But he did well for what it was. It was a get-us-through kind of game.
0: But on that note, the offense was quiet, wasn't it? It was terrible because uh, you know Ward who we talked about yesterday really talked him up yesterday <laughs> he goes 0 for 4 uh, last yeah, yeah. night and then Otani 1 for 4 had a home run taken away and Gubiza kept saying that that was kind of like the momentum shift in the game it felt and that like was it. in the yeah, first the, inning right
1: the, the very second batter yeah. it looks like it's going to be a home run and Judge leaps up and gets that and helps be in 6 foot. 10 out there no, he's like <laughs> he's like 6'7 or something he's huge good grief yeah, yeah. he's huge yeah. and then
0: Trout 0 oh, for 4 here's here's the thing that I just hate is they left 8 runners on base they were 1 for 8 with runners in scoring position mm-hmm. and it was it, they just fell apart in that inning and you could tell all of the momentum was not on their side All of the energy was not on their side. I did watch Joe Madden's post-game interview, and he did make a really good point. He was talking about Noah Syndergaard, and Syndergaard said that there is going to be two steps forward and one step back, coming Uh back from not pitching for two years after surgery, right? Sure. And so we've seen that in the last three starts. He had a really bad start in Texas, then his next start was good, and then this one was bad. And so... I think that what we're seeing is him getting used to being a regular starting pitcher. The mm-hmm. problem is we're in the midst of a losing streak and it feels harder and heavier, I think. And and so I, I appreciated Madden's comments. And yes, we want to give some grace there to Noah Syndergaard, but uh, he was not the mighty Thor. He was fat Thor in game, the game last <laughs> night. <laughs> but where, where's the Thor from the
1: beginning of the season, right? Where's the guy who came out his first game and, and delivered? And then he delivered pretty steadily through the next few games. It really seems like that Texas start really messed him up. Yeah, And I know he bounced back last week, but here we are again when he has been pretty consistent since the beginning of the season. So I'm not sure what's happening and what's going on well,
0: there. Well, uh, Gubaza said this on the on the TV side, and then Madden actually affirmed it in the post-game interview. He said that, that Thor was not finishing his pitches. So mm-hmm. where Madden sits, he says, I can see when a pitcher is actually on his game i can see him finishing his pitch i can tell mm-hmm. that it's a good pitch coming out of the out of the hand and where it lands and so he said in this game he was not finishing his pitches which means he wasn't coming all the way through mm. and and completing his his rotation it's a mechanic thing it seems like it's a mechanic thing yeah trying
1: to get back to his mechanics and what works but isn't that a conversation you have in the dugout between the first and the second you would think hey hey thor you're you're not following through on your pitches okay coach (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> is it that that simple <laughs> I, I, I don't know why they haven't hired you that that's brilliant john <laughs> ah, there you go listen jared walsh looked like the only one who was excited to be there that guy two hits stolen yeah. base he he had that double taken away from him because of the wall and he said well then fine i'll take second base and he I stole it <laughs> i love that yeah he was the only one who had some heart and hustle out there and and even matt duffy at defense like he had a nice Running on the go, grab barehanded, but it was who got down the line pretty fast, so right, right. Uh, you can't really fault him for that. So two stolen bases, we got to do that more. Uh, Renhifo had a home run of the Albert Pujols variety, where it's kind of a pointless home run. <laughs> yes, but uh, let's let's take some solace in the fact that the Angels right now are twenty seven and twenty three after a six game losing streak. Now yeah. I looked around the rest of the league, and we are. One of the few teams with twenty-seven or more wins right now, right. so we're still in good shape. It's 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 not the end of the world. Right. We have been in worse positions before. For example, uh, last year after fifty games, we've we've hit the fifty game mark. We were twenty-two and twenty-eight That's last right. season. Yeah, and once you fall behind five hundred, it feels like an impossible climb back up to five hundred and then staying above that. The last playoff se- season for us, 2014, after 50 games, we were 28 and 22. So, really, that's a, a kind of a one-game difference here. And then after 50 games in 2009, which we all know was a great year, 25 and 25. So, at 500, at 500 yeah. they finished that year with a 97 and 65 record. So, there's some things to look out for and some, some hope to hold on to. But it's okay to be frustrated. As a fan, yes. be frustrated because last night was very frustrating. What about today's pitching matchup? Well it's it's June, so
0: it's a fresh month, so we got May yeah. behind us, right? And the rent and- the rent is due. <laughs> <laughs> and we are due for a win. Yes, we are. And you've said that June is a month that actually matters. I've said June is a month that actually actually matters. I think that yeah. now we're gonna start to see who this team really is. And today, today's a big, big game. So Reed Detmers versus Nestor Cortez, and Detmers is coming into this game and he had a had an okay start In his last outing, Nestor Cortez Mm -hmm. is looking really, really good, right? Like Nestor Cortez is, is got a lot of hype behind him, which I'm going to go out on a limb here, John. And I'm going to say that he is somebody who is going to be hittable today. I think he's going to be somebody that we can actually go after today because again, a lot of hype. And I think that the Angels are actually going to be able to hit him and hit him well today.
1: Yeah, he does not have a very hard fastball. It kind of tops out 91-92. So we got to get those runs early and support Reed Detmers. So hopefully the Angels can do that. But remember, while we did lose yesterday, we do focus on those series wins. So let's start with a win today.
0: Well, coming up on Locked On Angels, we ask this question. Would you trade for Aaron Judge? John and I will give you our answer. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone, find jewelry with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com Blue Nile will help you to create the custom engagement ring of her dreams or will help you give a classic timeless jewelry piece to the one that you love and they will do this all at a price that won't cost you too much BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler John I need your help since 1999 they've helped millions and millions <laughs> millions of couples create the perfect engagement ring Blue Nile is committed to ensuring the high ethical standards are observed when they're sourcing diamonds and jewelry and if it's not perfect no problem 100% satisfaction guarantee and if you need your special purchase fast in most cases Blue Nile can deliver overnight every order is insured and arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside make your special moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and just for Locked On Angel listeners, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. Just use Locked On at checkout. That's Locked On at checkout. Go to bluenile.com today.
1: Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. And we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a little survey so that we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 ticket Master gift cards. Nice. How about that? To take the survey, all you got to do is go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey and we
0: thank you very much for your help. All right, John. This is the question that we have to ask. Yes. What the heck is the Angels' problem? (laughs) What the heck, dude? (laughs) All right, so we've heard a few things, right? People are blaming Joe Madden, which you and I, we've talked about Joe. People are blaming the bullpen, which you and I have called the (laughs) bullpen. We've discussed the offensive struggles, and we've even talked about some of the bad breaks with the umpires, right? So here's the question. What is it? Why don't we address each one of those, and why don't you start with manager Joe Madden? Well, look,
1: I mentioned it in the last segment. I, I got worried when I saw Joe pull Noah Syndergaard in favor of the bullpen. However, I was relieved to know that Kenny Rosenberg was coming in because it was essentially he was brought up to do what he did last night, and that was go five innings, get the Angels the heck through this game, and move on to the next one, right? But yeah. the reason why I had some nervous feelings there is because we've seen Joe Madden do this before, where he pulls a starter, way too early. They could even be cruising or maybe they've given up three runs by the fifth and for some reason he's or he sees something there that's not sharp or whatever. And then he goes ahead and pulls them and he's exhausted this bullpen. I know that we get really upset about the bullpen, but I think you mentioned this a few episodes ago, Mike, that you said this is a good bullpen. We've seen the stats. Yes. They're yes. they they got signed because of their track record and these are not the same relievers like that we got last year. These are highly capable relievers, but I think that we've exhausted them, and when I say we, I mean Joe Madden. It's totally on Joe Maddon. <laughs> yes, for yeah, pulling our yes. starters so early. And
0: it's it's really not a good look and, for and, us. and to talk about the bullpen, because that's been part of the issue over the last six games, right? Mm-hmm. We just can't seem to hold a lead. I think guys like Tapera and Loop have looked great, and I think the overuse, this is my opinion, but I think the overuse has actually given the teams time to figure them oh, out. Oh, interesting. And, and, and maybe... Maybe, I know Tapera had an issue with tipping his pitches. It just feels like these guys are not the same guys that they were at the beginning of the yeah. year. And so I think that that needs to be a conversation and maybe some work needs to be done there as well. And can can we just stop for a moment and and get rid of this like, well, you know, he pitched yesterday, so oh, he no can't kidding pitch today. So when when you were in Chicago, yeah. you texted me because Jordan Romano, yeah. the, the Jays closer... He pitched 3 days in a he row. He pitched
1: on Sunday and I know he got into a bit of trouble, but yeah. It's uh, it, that was 3 days in a row for their closer. And right. it, uh,
0: god forbid the Angels ever do that. <laughs> 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 yeah. And that's and that's so frustrating, right? Because yeah. you know, hey, he threw he threw seventeen pitches the day before. It doesn't matter. These are professional baseball right. players. Bring them in the game and let's figure this out. And the fact that we have to like figure out our bullpen and bring this guy up and send this guy down. Yeah, I, I get that there has been some overuse and that goes back to Joe Madden. Right. But I, I think these guys have to come out and they have to come out and pitch well. And and with Aaron Loop and, and Ryan Tapera, like we we gotta we gotta give them an opportunity to be successful, and, and I think we've got to work on some of those some of those quirkiness that that maybe people have figured out. Yeah. But more importantly, like we got to stop going. Well, like, we can't use them tonight because they pitched last <laughs> night. No, that's why they're on our. That's team, why they're there. Right? That's why they the, they get paid the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, look, and they got paid. big Yeah,
1: bucks. <laughs> they they really did. Look, talking about uh, the other side of the coin, the offense, man. Yeah, what happened yeah. to this offense? Because it seems so streaky. We have a game like Sunday where they're blowing up the field with home runs and doubles and getting inside the park home runs and Little League home runs. And then we have a game like Tuesday against Jordan Montgomery and right. can't buy a hit. <laughs> I mean, like I said, Rahifo right. gets his useless home run. I mean, it's not useless, but it's it was the only thing we had, and it was way late in the yeah. game. I mean, we're not starting a yeah. rally with a solo shot, but that's right. neither here nor there. What I am suggesting, though, is that the team get back to the kind of offense that they were playing at the beginning of this season, and that was productive groundouts that are scoring RBIs or getting the runner over or sacrifice flies. They had Tyler Wade in the lineup way more than they're having him in there now, and that guy's fast, and he creates, we say it all the time, chaos on the base paths. Let the guy put down a bunt, let him run, let him steal, and let Velasquez steal. We saw Jared Walsh steal because... He was like, all right, I'm going to do something for this team tonight because nobody else is doing anything. (laughs) And it just goes to show that the kind of offense that we had at the beginning of the season is very different than what we're doing now. I feel like we're swinging for the fences too much, not playing smart ball in terms of hitting to the opposite field. That was another thing. Jared Walsh had a wide open gap in left field, and what did he do? He poked one through the gap he hit it there over the over the second or third baseline so he knew what he was doing and I think we need to see more of that and again we got to get back to that frustrating for the pitcher kind of offense where you have traffic on the base pass you take walks you steal bags you play small ball and you make your outs productive and so far it seems like whenever we do score it's a solo shot it's it's, yep. it's never, and it's never a big knockout punch.
0: And then there's been the bad breaks, right? We've seen the strike yeah, zone get yeah. expanded and expanded and expanded. But I think that you and I have been very clear about this. And I think all angel fans have been clear about this. Like you got to overcome that. Yeah. You got to figure it out, boys. You can't stand there and be upset. If you're going to strike out looking, you right. can't do that. The anymore. umpire last night
1: at the Yankee game had a very low strike zone. I don't know if you noticed that he did. But everything below he the did. zone yeah. was a strike. Everything above the zone was, well, I should say at the top of the zone, was a ball. And Kenny kind of took advantage of that. His last out that he got was a strikeout, and it was back-to-back strikes below the zone, but he got the calls. And that works on the other side, too, when you're up to bat. You have to know where the umpire's strike zone is based on what you've seen him doing throughout the course of the game. Now, I bet you that umpire scorecard will come out, and the accuracy will not be very good, but the consistency yeah. Will be decent because yeah. the 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 strike calls that he made that should have been balls were pretty much strikes all night long to the Yankees to the Angels and the Angels have to take advantage of that. So when it comes to those bad breaks, look, I don't think that low and away sh- strike for Shohei is fair at all because it no, happens all no. the time. But that's not right. what we're talking about. We're talking about learning the umpire zone and adjusting and not watching 96 mile an hour fastballs right down the middle and going oh whoops you know (laughs) take advantage (laughs) of those easy hits to get and I know you gotta catch up to it and that's fine but at the same time don't just let those things
0: cruise by you like that well those are the problems I think we brought some solutions and hopefully that's helpful hopefully the angels are you listening are you listening they are I know they are (laughs) we know we know that they are but it has been frustrating and I think that there has to be some adjustments that need to be made Locked on Angels is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find the latest odds, the latest news and sports developments including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports and more. You can head to the website today or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online is where the game starts. Well, I know it feels a
1: lot like 2021 right now because of the way the bullpen's playing (laughs) and the (laughs) offense not showing up, but let's go back a year to April 2021. There was a rumor that the Angels were looking to trade for Aaron Judge in the previous offseason. So not this past offseason, but the year before. And actually, we didn't really hear too much at the time, but it came out a few months later that there was a possibility of trading for Judge, and we all went, wait, when did that happen? Why didn't we do Right,
0: <laughs> right. all of our eyes got big, our mouths dropped, we we're like, ooh. Hold on a minute.
1: <laughs> so yeah. w- we need to ask the question, what if the Angels did trade for Aaron Judge? Now, let's talk about mm. the names that were involved, the rumored names in the potential trade at the time. Remember, April 2021, so make that your context. Reed Detmers, Chris Rodriguez, mm. and potentially joe adele or brandon marsh wow there's a lot to ask in terms of trading for aaron judge now let's start with this question mike would you have made this trade before this season 2022 with those players
0: man okay i'm thinking through where our mindset was at taylor ward was not taylor ward yet right Right. justin upton was still with the team (laughs) yeah upton was still there that's true I, I think I would lean in the direction of of not doing this. Okay. And the reason why I would lean in that direction is because of the arms included in that. Mm-hmm. Because I know that Reed, you know, he pitched a little bit last year and we saw Chris Rodriguez and then he, he's now hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think because of the arms that are included, we, we've needed pitching, pitching, pitching. Mm-hmm. And because Justin Upton was still on the team, And because we had like Joe Adele and the potential of Brandon Marsh as well, I think I would lean in the direction of not doing this. Mm. If I'm rewinding the clock back to that April of of, of 2021 and even the beginning of this season, if I'm rewinding the clock back to April or maybe even like March of this year, I think I would be hesitant to make this trade because he is, uh, Aaron Judge, is not been somebody who has been healthy as well. And so I felt like it almost would feel like not knowing what we know now, it would feel like we're picking up another Justin Upton. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense right?
1: because Upton has been hurt a lot over his tenure with the Angels and has also been very streaky in terms of yeah. his offense. Now, if if I had to ask this question, would I make it before this season with those players? I would lean no, just because we saw we didn't see enough from Reed Detmers. And we all know that he yeah. had yeah. the ultimate upside. And, of course, he got that no-hitter, which is something that we know now. Who would have expected that You know, before the season? But I think that just goes to show that there's a long way to go with Reed Detmers and the kind of yes. pitcher that he can be. And I think he's got ace stuff. You've said it before. He's been he's been your boy since uh, he got called up and even before that. And yeah. he's he's got ace potential, and I think that that's important to keep in mind. So I would have hated to see him go, especially to the Yanks. Now, yes. on the other hand... I know that we made a push for Marsh and Adele to start this season in the outfield with Trout, and then Taylor Ward had a spot, but I would not be dissatisfied to have Mike Trout and Aaron Judge in this outfield. They might have still DFA'd Justin Upton so that one or both of Marsh and Adele could play the outfield and then even Ward, but we might not have gotten Ward. But
0: how about we move on to would you make this trade knowing what we know Now, I'm going to be consistent here. I I think our offense has proven to be a really strong offense Mm -hmm. when everybody's healthy and everybody's in Mm -hmm. there. And so I'm going to say no again. Okay. Um, And, and I think because we don't need another bat when our offense is clicking on all cylinders and we don't need another big contract guy because I feel like that would handcuff us mm. for the next few years. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong. I am with you 100% having Trout in the outfield with Aaron Judge. You know, already that. <laughs> gosh. And potentially Taylor Ward, right? Like, let's say they're all playing out yeah. there because Judge can play anywhere. And, and Ward really can as well. I would lean more in the no direction just because, again, we're giving up arms and this would be an offensive move and our team has proven to be very good offensively. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how much New York plays into Aaron Judge's offense. Yeah, like, that's I a wonder very good how much point. that influences that, right? 100%. Like, remember all the, all the talk about the Colorado Rockies playing at Mile High Stadium when it first opened up, and like Andres Galarraga, and Vinny Castilla, yeah. and Dante Bichette, yeah. former Angel. All of those guys were incredible, mm-hmm. but then you put them in a regular stadium, and they had regular numbers. Sure. And so, I wonder if that would be, in like, being at the Big A with that Marine layer, because even Torrey Hunter had said when he went from Minnesota to the Big A, Torrey Hunter said, man at night it feels like you're hitting into like like a a soppy wet towel because (laughs) the the marine layer would come in and it would just keep your your baseball the one that you hit even if you had a great launch angle it would just keep you from getting a home run and getting a a, a gapper because the 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 sky was was so heavy you know you know what's a good stat for that my favorite stat
1: Weighted runs created plus. Ooh, go for it. You want to know why it's a good stat? Because it's league and park adjusted. So this is a level playing field for every single player. So as of right now, in 2022, Aaron Judge has a 192 weighted runs created plus, meaning that he creates 92 more runs than the average player And tonight, though, or I should say last night, he has a negative 16. So he (laughs) he had a negative 16 WRC plus from yesterday's game. But again, that that number WRC plus is a good indicator of the kind of person somebody is outside of their park. And so far in 2022, he's had really great numbers. So he's been pretty 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 good. good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know who else is pretty, pretty good? I know who. Is our friend Paul Francis Sullivan. You can call him Sully. He could be your second listen because you've made Locked On Angels your first listen. And his podcast is great. Locked On MLB Podcast. He hosts it and he brings his unique perspective on major leagues past and present. And it's free and it's available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You want to get in on the conversation with us be sure to join us over on twitter at locked on angels of course you can reach mike and i directly at super halo bros on both twitter and instagram mike what do we have on deck for tomorrow's episode
0: all right have you ever noticed that when some players sh- struggle it, it it frustrates the fans okay and then when other players struggle the fans are like yeah they'll snap out uh, of it. okay yeah, yeah, yeah right so so you may wonder like why is that well john and i know why and we're going to tell you why tomorrow on Locked on Angels. All right, I got to get ready for that
1: conversation. All right, until <laughs> tomorrow's episode, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. And we'll see you right here back tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Thank you so much for joining us.